How do you grow like a VC-backed company without taking on investors? Do you want to create a lifestyle business, a performance business, or an empire? How do you scale to an exit without losing your freedom? Those are the questions, and this show is the answer. What is up? This is Ryan here for The Scale-Up Show. One of the single biggest regrets that people have on their deathbed is the freedom of time. So today we're going to dive into the world of AI to see how we can reclaim 40 to 80 hours every month and see what's possible. And I also want to welcome everybody to this episode that is brought to you by the Sales AI Accelerator, which is a new program I am releasing so that you can unlock cheat codes, shave out 10 to 20 hours a week in wasted time leveraging AI while up-leveling yourself another 40%. Uh, Some unbelievable things I'm sharing that I've only done in private with my consulting clients. I'm democratizing this just like OpenAI has done with ChatGPT. So it's super simple and you basically have an unfair advantage moving forward. So on from that, onto the episode, you know, what we're going to talk about today is the ultimate time saver and, and how to leverage AI for that. And I, I can talk about a personal story from my, my own self, my own experience, nothing to do with AI, but it was life-changing in terms of time. And I've had this iteration multiple times, really. It, it happened to me as a sales rep, it happened to me when I was creating a go-to-market or led the go-to-market strategy and I created from scratch. But today what I want to talk about is like literally when I was a rep, I remember it was one day I was working till two in the morning, which absolutely sucked. But I had to get the proposal done and I was grinding my way out just to try and get to 100% of my quota. Okay, so I had heavy bags under my eyes, probably heavier than now. Uh, And effectively, it was really, really tough. And so I looked and I saw that I was spending, I don't know, 50, 60 hours a week struggling to get to 100% of my quota. And then there was other people in the company that worked like 30 hours a week and were at like 100% of their quota in like December, or I should say September. Yeah, like literally September. And I'm trying to eke it out to get there by December 31st, right? So I'm like, what the hell are they doing that I'm not doing? And so literally I deconstructed everything from like who they were targeting, the types of companies, super specific size, how they positioned it, everything. So I just basically kind of deconstructed and hacked like their method to success and what they did to make that happen. And so one of the things that I found, and this is, related, not with AI, but just to sales as whole or revenue growth, was that there was a certain exact customer profile that was like a niche in a niche that they focused on where we had an asymmetrical advantage in terms of our pricing, our structure, and our solution offering. But on top of it too, we also had like an asymmetrical profit in those types of accounts because of who we were competing against and, and, and how we were. And so just by shifting my targeting alone, what it enabled me to do is, you know, evolve from that overworked, um, overstressed sales rep to leveling up, working like 20 hours less a week. And then on top of it, also improving my output by 30 to 40%. So that brings me to today. And so I look at AI as basically like a digital butler, if you will. So you kind of think of it back in the day in Victorian mansions, butlers manage household affairs. And so seamlessly picture like AI is now your own personal digital butler that's there um, for minimal costs. They could help you free up so much time and waste the activity that you could spend an hour on closing more deals or doing other things in the business if you're a leader, right? So here's kind of how I look at it uh, of how to actuate this and make this real because there's a lot of like prompt bombing that's done out there. 
I even kind of have a tongue in cheek in my my superhuman revenue newsletter called Prompt Slam, right? So just dropping different prompts. Obviously, that's designed to be effective, but what I think is missing a lot is like the real use cases for it. And so I look at AI through the lens of teams. Like effectively, you have teams working for you. And what I mean by this teams principle are the areas that you want AI to leverage, at least when you're looking at your own world or your team's world in terms of personal productivity. This is completely different than data, don't get me wrong. But with teams, it's team stands for time, execution, acumen, money, and skills. Okay, so let me repeat that. So how you can leverage AI is in these five buckets, teams, right? Time, execution, acumen, money, and skills. And you can write that down. There's nothing wrong with taking notes on your phone or actually clipping this. Uh, So effectively, if you look at it, those are the different areas. And I'll give you an example of one. So let's just talk about time to start. So time, and I, I know I kicked off the episode of like, Life's biggest regrets are people on their deathbed wishing they had more time to spend with their family, their loved ones, or other areas. And I see AI as a huge enabler to make this happen because of the fact that there's really simple things that you could do. And the reason why people are not successful if you're looking at a revenue career is, especially as you excel and up the levels, it's like death by a thousand paper cuts. So I look at AI as life by 10 power-ups, right? Like you don't need a thousand moves. You need like 10, if that, uh, to make it happen. And so one of them, let's just talk about like at its core core level, if you look at preparing for a meeting and research, there's a lot that actually goes into it if you want to be highly effective. And so when you do research, which according to Salesforce takes up 10 to 12% of a sales rep's time, research and preparation, you got to research the company, you got to research the individual, You got to research the situation, which is like the annual report and the 10K, like what are the risks they're having? Then what you got to do is frame that up and compare that against the solution that you're having, right? The the solution, I should say, that you're selling to them. And and you got to meet that intersection of of what's happening, not at the company level, but at the individual level, their priorities, their challenges, their pain, their emotion. Integrate that all together into a seamless conversation so that it seems natural, okay? So that alone, research takes up 10 to 12%. There's other... Situations like CRM entry, reporting, emails and presentations, following up, all those different details. So there's a lot of areas that suck up that that time. And so uh, I think most, like even Salesforce identified that that sales teams only spend about 35% actually selling because of all this other work they're doing. Imagine if that was freed up. So with research, what you could do is something very, very simple. And there's multiple different tools I like leveraging then for this. Like you could leverage Bard for instant research on companies and individuals. I think Bard from Google is the best when it comes to that. And at the same time, uh, not a lot of people talk about this, but basically effectively Bard is the only AI tool I found that'll pull information off LinkedIn. The rest of them say it violates the terms and conditions. So that's super interesting to me uh, that, that that's something that's happening. And so what you could do is you could literally pull like the, and then, oh, I'm sorry, let me take one step further. Then if you look at like when it comes to 10Ks and annual reports, uh, a tool I love for that is Claude, right? From Anthropic. So Amazon actually invested $4 billion last week in terms, or actually this week in terms of Claude. So now you got Microsoft back in ChatGPT, you got Amazon back in Anthropic, which is Claude. And then on top of it, you have Google backing Bard, right? And then Apple supposedly has something cooking in the works. So this is really interesting. And Meta is coming out with their own model. So it's like 
just like it is normally with the tech companies, like a, a battle between them to see what's going to happen. So I'll keep moving along, but those are some examples. Okay. And then, then what I would say is like looking at this through the lens of your AI arsenal. So what I think is really, really critical is look at, okay, all those non-sales activities, what's the best mix of large language models that you could use? Now, you could go tool crazy and buy like $2,000 worth of tools. However, I think if you just unlock the code to doing this with the large language models, which is what all the tools are built on, basically 99.9% of them. Some of them have their own models, but 99% of them are built on these large language models, which is, like I said, Claude, ChatGPT, Bard, right? So by doing this, that gets in the money area where effectively, just by understanding how to prompt correctly, you don't need to spend all that money and you could have even better results than you would get with the tools, okay? So by doing that, you understand the mix of like which tools to use when and for what applications. And that's actually something that I'm sharing in the Sales AI Accelerator. I've gone through and experimented and I'm like, okay, this tool is amazing at this, okay? This tool makes shit up here. This You, you don't wanna do that, right? And so effectively, that's what I'm doing in the Sales AI Accelerator. That's one of the things is like cost arbitrage, right? How do you avoid spending thousands and thousands of dollars on tools by leveraging large language models in the right way, okay? Then the next thing you look at is like AI onboarding, right? So like trading a new employee is similar to onboarding an AI tool. There's gonna be a little bit of a learning curve, but then you're gonna have the efficiency source. So that's a little bit of a, a, a mindset, right? You have to expect that when you first start using this, um, sometimes you are gonna have rapid scale results like right off the bat, and I've experienced that. Other times it's gonna take a little bit, and then it kicks in. And I've started to realize that with content creation, there's ways where I'm unlocking things now that uh, I, I didn't know were possible, that it makes me creating rapid amounts of high quality content at scale very, very easy. Okay. And then last but not least is continual refinement. Everything's changing so fast. So like effectively... OpenAI uh, ChatGPT is now going to be able to see pictures and talk to you as of next week. Okay, so how wild is that? It's going to literally, I, and I think that's because of the announcement with Alexa AI talking about the large language models. They're infusing different components on that and releasing that made it into Anthropic. So OpenAI is like rushing to release the multi-model, multimodal version, which is everything from voice, text, picture. And then they're also infusing Dolly into there. So it's going to get really weird fast. That's why the refinement needs to be continual. And you have to look at this just like you would conversion metrics or you look at anything else in your, your process. And so one of the things that I've done, and this is highly actual, anybody could do this listening now, uh, but effectively what I do is I create an AI log, basically, or daily AI win. So whatever the use case is, it I, I have like a Google Sheet. I pop it in there and then I'll put the prompt in there. I'll just copy and paste the prompt so it doesn't get lost in the chat uh, windows and the use case. And then I'll also write down what other use cases I think of from that. So that's a little secret sauce of something that I do that's unlocked a lot of really, really wild capabilities within that. And because AI is like clay, it could be malleable and it could be molded. Okay. And so effectively, that's what I wanted to talk to you about today is just like the use cases for time and how we give that back to create the best possible life. Um, time's no longer slipping away. Now that you've harnessed it, you can turn in your ally, you can leverage this. And so what I would say is embrace it, You know, dive deep on its potential. I was scared when I first found out what was possible and what AI could do. 
and excited at the same time. And so I wanted to share it with you because I think this is going to change people's lives faster than anything we've ever experienced in the history of man. And so I wanted to share this with you to uncover these insights so you can start leveraging it, making your life better. And ideally, if you carve out 10, 20 hours a week to spend it with your family, do the things you love, or grow your career and your income, that's a huge win for me. So I'm happy you joined me today. We're going to keep going through this series coming up. I'm doing it also to highlight, you know, like some of the things with the Sales AI Accelerator I am doing. So we are going to talk about prospecting coming up soon next week. You're not going to want to miss that. Um, I'm really excited about some things I've uncovered there. And so um, look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for checking out the Scale Up Show. My mission in life is to help founders and revenue leaders avoid all the pain and suffering in revenue growth so they can flip it and create a life of their own design. So if you enjoyed this show, please like, review, share it on social, and more importantly, just share it with a friend. Share it with someone that you think could learn and benefit from what you heard on today. But the more we get the message out, the more people we could help, the bigger the impact we make, and the bigger the community gets, which helps everybody. So once again, thank you for being a loyal listener. I appreciate you and look forward to seeing you on the next episode.